Welcome to Plateau Partners Pulse, a show about business networking and ideas brought to you by Plateau Partners, a BNI chapter that is in the greater Seattle Puget Sound area. I'm your host, Stacey Heller of Stacey Connects. I am joined today by Tawny Sanabria and Dr. J.D. Winnikin. They each have their own day job. I'm doing air quotes, which you can't see. However, they're here to talk about a side project that they have called Breaking Up With Our BS. Uh, so we're still going to do the speed round, but I've modified it. Okay. Excellent. Welcome. Thank you. You're so, so quiet. to be here. I'm nervous about the speed round because I have no idea what to expect. Well, you know what? That's just a narrative that you're just going to not have to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have not listened to the episode of Plateau Partners Pulse that Tawny has already been on, then you should listen and you'll know what I'm talking about. And uh, JD, his episode that he will be on with Airway Sciences for Kids, he has not been on yet, but... Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So for the speed round, childhood nicknames. Tawny, you should just go first each time. Each time. I thought I was going to like hit the buzzer. I <laughs> 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 have to race to see who goes first. Um, Tauntaun from the Star Wars. No way. Yes. That was a childhood nickname. Okay. I've Why? never told you that before. No. Yeah. Why? Short for Tawny. Tauntaun. Tauntaun. Interesting. Do you, yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay, yeah, that just kind of my whole... I know, I just watched her head explode, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, this I'm is like, going to be rough. Do we have a little dustpan? <laughs> I know. My synapses <laughs> fried. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We could change it now, too. No, no. Okay. That's going to that's that's gonna stick now, Tauntaun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, my name is kind of already a nickname. My full name is John David, um, so JD always felt like a nickname. So when I was a kid, I tried to pick nicknames, and I really wanted to be called Sparky when I was younger. <laughs> I don't know why. Are you from the 50s? I, apparently. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I saw The Outsiders long before I should have, but I, I don't know. I wanted to be called Sparky. Oh. Um, when I was little, little, uh, the old ladies at uh, the church that we lived in in Hawaii called me John John, which I think was a, like JFK Waltons. thing. Yeah, well, something like yeah. that, John okay. John. But no, that's, um, no, I've never had a other nickname all right. Than that. So normally here I ask the business name. So instead, the name of the podcast that you two have is Breaking Up With Our BS. Mm-hmm. How'd you come up with the name? Um, we were sitting with you. <laughs> you don't have to mention this some, part. <laughs> having some chips and salsa. And as I recall, we wanted something about breaking up or breaking down or some kind of something or other. And and I think I think you chose it for us. Is that how you remember it? Uh, I remember it came out of that come out of a yeah. very long conversation mm-hmm. about it where we tried on a number of different things. Um, yeah. One of the one of the staples of Tawny's and, and my, my approach to this whole thing is to keep going until something really clicks, until mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. sounds right, feels right, and to not BS each other mm-hmm. until we're there. Mm-hmm. And eventually in that process of that conversation with you, we ended up with with that, breaking up with our BS. We wanted a kind of a strong kicker at the back end, right? Because we are talking about stories, BS that we make up about our own lives, about others and things like that, that we, you can break up with. And right. people don't normally put those two things together, like their own BS. How can I get rid of that? 
oftentimes it's more of seen of like, well, how do I just cope with that? Or how do I recognize that? Right. You can actually break up with it. You right. don't actually have to hold on to that stuff. So we wanted something that kind of had that strong on either end and breaking up on one end and BS on the other. Perfect. That seemed to be where we were going. So we yeah. eventually just arrived there. Mm-hmm. I, I just had flashing through my head a vision of like a pagan lipstick because it's like, you know, when you have like BS, right, that you can reframe it or you can, you know, see it another way, but it's still a pig. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, so the origin, the purpose, the goal of this podcast. So tell tell a little bit about that. The origin story, since we brought up Star Wars. The origin story. <laughs> I don't know, Tauntaun, you want to tell the story? Or All right, John, I? John, let me think about that for a second. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, here we go. Okay. 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 Um, it, it sort of just evolved. It did. Well, well, maybe like tell like where you want it to go, and then I can say how we got started. Where we want it to go? Yeah, like she said. Wasn't that the question? Yeah, everything from the origin story to sort of what the, the ultimate goal right. is. Well, it, it just, it gives us a, a chance to, you know, put, put t- talk to folks and simplify things for folks, right? Because mm-hmm. we all make quite, uh, quite complicated sort of stories often. And when I speak with my clients, when I'm meeting with them and there's a lot going on, there's a lot of stories behind that, and we can only do so much in the hour that we meet. Mm-hmm. But if we've got another source for people to go to, to sort of listen to how simple it can be to make some shifts, but also to have some fun and play and lightness. And and that's my hope for, event, you know, over the time that people experience more of that and get the complications to a, uh, you know, lesser degree. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and I, I think the, the best way to explain the goal would be to kind of where it started. Um, Tawny and I had met through BNI circles uh, a few years ago mm-hmm. now at this point. Mm-hmm. And we got into talking. I was really interested in what she does with her business, Integrated Growth. It was kind of my jam. I've been really, I was really at a point in my life looking for different techniques and avenues through which to kind of work through stuff that I've been working through for a long time. And so we got to know each other a little bit around BNI stuff. And then about a year and a half ago, a little longer than that now, I was in, in my personal life, just in a really bad spot to the point that it was spiraling on some things. And I, I've done a lot of work in a lot of other areas and I was really hung up mostly on the fact that how come with all of that, that I've already done, why am I still spiraling around these, around these things? I don't know what to do. And in the middle of that, Tawny reached out via text just out of the blue and just said, you know, I don't think you said a disturbance in the force, but you pretty much had picked up on one. Tauntaun. Yeah. And um, <laughs> this is great. And so then she said, Definitely. you know what, for yeah. whatever reason, I'm just wondering how you're doing. So how are you doing? Are you doing okay? And I didn't answer her <laughs> promptly. Like I looked at the text and went, wow, that's interesting. And then wasn't in a spot where I felt like I wanted to or could tell her what was going on. A few days later, I just finally broke on it. And I sent her a really long text <laughs> Kind of laying out everything. And it was a Thursday. Shocking. Shocking. It was a (laughs) Thursday. Lots of words. It was a Thursday (laughs) at 2.45 in the afternoon. I remember very clearly because I said, I would love to talk to you as soon as you're available. And I had just really opened up, just dumped everything out there. And she said, how about three (laughs) o'clock? And what's been amazing is, is with a few exceptions here and there is almost just kind of naturally every Thursday at three o'clock, we talk. That still happens now. And she was doing direct coaching with me. Uh, before, and you still are, 
I think yeah. it's still coaching, yeah. But it's kind of just stayed that way for 18 months. And then this whole process has come into it when it was so helpful for me, profoundly helpful for me, mm-hmm. and opened up so many new possibilities for me that I didn't know were out there. I got excited about it. I said to her one day, I said, you know what, Tawny, you really need to write a book about this. And what did you say? Only if you help me. <laughs> now, I've written, an, I've written a novel on the side. It's kind of my one of my side things. So I'm trying to get published and I know a little bit about that. So I then agreed, sure, okay, I'll help you with that. <clears throat> and then I had the idea, well, you know, I'm doing a podcast to try and put side by side with my book. What if you did a podcast, but you treated the podcast as a way to collect information, stories from people, and then we could write a book. And tr- so we could do a podcast project and a book creation project at the same time. And what did you say to that? Only if you do it with me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else to say. Right, right. And so I, so I agreed. And, you know, so it was, and it was an easy thing to agree to because uh, the definition of my entire mental health life is overcomplicating things historically. <laughs> it's just, that's just how it works. It's how it's worked. Uh-huh. And to, to experience not doing that, and the profound changes and freedom that comes with it. My side of it is I want people to experience that. And Tani connected with me and I connected with her on that. I wanted to bring that to as many people as possible. And that matched up with what she's wanting to do. And it's what she likes to do. It's what she's really good at. So we thought, boy, we put those two things side by side. Mm-hmm. We could have something here. Yeah. So oh, we, we yeah. don't know where it's going. I love that. Well, and, you know, and and it can go on and on and on and on because Mm -hmm. there's so many different things. Okay. Well, we're going to talk more about that after the speed round, which is not so speedy. I was thinking the same. Oh, my gosh. Because it's John John. (laughs) It's my fault. Okay. So since this is, in theory, a B&I slightly centric podcast, how do you think that B&I is woven into this? process or mm. you having this podcast mm. well one thing we wouldn't even know each other without bni so there's, there's that first thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. true absolutely okay. mm-hmm. never would have met never would have crossed paths mm-hmm. yeah so that's a huge part of it mm-hmm. and then of course i mean there's me right bni <laughs> right 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 mm-hmm. so you know and um yeah okay it it's a thing like bni connects people it does and um you know, and as we both have experienced in our, you know, with the organizations that we're a part of, to have those connections in various places to network to, knowing when we need it, we know where to go, makes it much easier to plan out, like to plot a business plan, for lack of a better word. Like when we go forward, when it comes time, if it gets there to the point where we have finances that we need to have mm-hmm. managed, we know where to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, we right. know, and we know who to go to, and we're going to have 150% confidence mm-hmm. in that. Well, and in this case, you know, it's sort of an extracurricular endeavor, right? Right. And so my next question is, you know, as it relates to pursuing these extracurricular endeavors, um, what then do you appreciate about B&I from that standpoint? Because obviously you can find, we can find, not obviously, but we can find someone to do our books. We can find someone to give us counseling or a lawyer or sell us a house. However, you know, this is a more personal pursuit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and with that, anybody could listen to our podcast and 
potentially find something helpful. So we've got a group mm-hmm. of folks that we meet with every single week. I share with them what we're talking about on the podcast. They share it with others. And so we're getting some great feedback. And, and we because of the book, we want people to participate in this process with us. We want to hear stories. So we already have some of those connections with which to build from. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. and that and to have a a group of people that we can take this to every week mm-hmm. in theory mm-hmm. and say, This is what we're doing, please tell everybody, you know, please pass that on. Uh that's a great place to start when you're starting from scratch. Yeah. yeah. With well connected people who know you, who believe in you, or are interested in what's going on, and then they can do the same with all the people who know them, trust them in different ways. It's a great place to start with a podcast. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what are some of the other extracurriculars that some of our other chapter members pursue? Do you guys know? I know we have a runner. We do. I know we have somebody that likes to travel. Mm-hmm. I We have somebody who writes like screenplays. Uh-huh. We have a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the side. Yeah. If you want to call it that. A, a real accomplished one, as a matter of fact. Right. Uh, let's see. Um we have somebody that is a gardener, an avid gardener, um, Joanne, and she oh, lives yeah. in a log cabin. Yes, and um, they built the log cabin. Right. And Eileen Vieira, um, she was a, um, a docent, I don't know, at the um, Oh, at the ballpark. Seattle Mariners ballpark, yeah, mm-hmm. T-Mobile Park. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And um, musicians, we've got- Definitely musicians. Tons of Dr. Yep. Brad is a musician. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a ton. Mm-hmm. And it's just fascinating to get to know people in these other, you know, ways. Yeah. And, um, you know, and on your other side hustle for your side hustle <laughs> is your writing. The writing, yeah. <laughs> right. I was going to say, yeah, myself. Uh, writing and, and not just not just the book and putting that forward, but, you know, I, I've taken a little bit of a hiatus from it, but a, a blog mm-hmm. that I work on with, you know, new original content. And that goes out to them every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have your own podcast. I do. Which I is do. called... This show is all about you. Exactly. So yeah. look at that. I um, Okay. So the words like, know, and trust are commonly associated with B&I. What are three words that are associated with breaking up with RBS? <laughs> uh, do, you, do she get to pick three and I get to pick three or do we need to agree on them? Uh, just throw out some words. Honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Relevant. Fun. Okay. Love it. Look at that. Done. Um, tell me something quirky about you that you no longer think is BS. Mm. I was thinking about this one because I got a heads up that you were going to ask this oh, before. You told her? I think, uh, but now I think I might have put it forward wrong, the question. Because how, how did you ask that again? Tell me something quirky about yourself that you no longer think is BS. So something that you used to think is BS. I think I had it reversed. Oh, boy. Now you're confusing me more. So something quirky about me that I no longer think is BS. Yeah, basically. You know, like, for instance, like my red hair, right? Mm -hmm. So as a kid, I was bullied. I was teased. You know, whatever. I went through all of the, Mm -hmm. like, stages of grief of having red hair. And now I'm like, what now? Oh, mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) So you know what I'm saying? positive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I was going to talk about how I thought that people didn't want to hear me talk. Because when I grew up, I had an older sister who was a really super, super good talker. 
love to talk, love to share, love to talk to everybody constantly and all the time. And so when you have a sister like that, you don't talk so much yourself. Is she going to listen to this? She might, but she's not in BNI, so maybe not. So I know this could be for another show, but so I kind of grew up like I need to be uh, short. I don't have a lot of space to talk and talk and talk and talk some more. So that was my BS story. And now I feel like I'm talking more. What do you think about that one? I love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. okay. John, John? <laughs> for me, <laughs> I, I used to, uh, I used to really believe that I needed to have, if anybody asked me a question on anything, I had to not only have the right answer, I had to have it immediately and it needed to blow their mind. Okay. That I used to really, I used to really believe that. Um, the, now I can still feel that sometimes. Like when somebody asks me a question on whether it's something, usually on something I know a lot about, if it's about history or about my writing or something like that, I feel like I have to have that answer. I recognize that impulse in me though. So I've been able to develop the ability to say to myself in the moment, uh, you don't necessarily need to answer that question or you don't have to answer it now. Um, or you can just say, I don't know. So the ability to say, I don't know, was really hard for me mm-hmm. for the longest time. And um, so I will admit that's quirky about me. It's not BS that I have that, uh, that I have that side of me. I've learned though, just to recognize that when it's happening better and better and not have to indulge in it. Nice. Okay. Uh, when you tell people that you're doing a podcast called Breaking Up With Our BS, what is the most frequently asked question that is they follow up with? They don't. Uh, 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 most folks say, wow, I really like the title of that. I want to <laughs> listen to that. I think that's what I get more than anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the question um, I get the most is, what's the BS? Mm. And... That's and we learned that pretty quickly that we had to define that. And that is any kind of story we tell about ourselves, others, the future, whatever it might be, that does not serve us. In fact, it hurts us. Mm-hmm. It may have made sense at one point in time as a coping mechanism, but it no longer serves. And how do we identify those and get rid of them? So that's right. what BS is. All right. We're going to talk more about that. Um, the last question and most important one, and I'm going to guess what your curse word is going to be, but what is your favorite curse word? My favorite is Mine is the F-bomb. All right. Well, you heard it here first. I'm shocked. I thought it was going to be both. Okay. We say that a lot. Actually. No, that's true. So. All right. Well, you are listening to Plateau Partners Pulse again. I am joined by Tawny Santabria and J.D. Winnikin of Breaking Up With Our BS. We'll be right back after this short message. When giving presentations, do you feel nervous, worry you won't get your message across, or hold your listeners' attention? Storytelling is an essential business skill most people don't learn. Telling your story clearly, concisely, and with real connection is key because people respond to and learn from stories more than charts or spreadsheets. Find and finesse your story so you can share it effectively with executive storytelling coach Melissa Reeves of Story Fruition. Melissa offers individual coaching, workshops, and webinars that teach the ABCs of Tell Me More, Please. Go to www.storyfruition.com. 
Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. Um, Just a quick reminder that the show is sponsored by members of Plateau Partners, and they are all people that I know, like, and trust. So you can trust and like them, too. Okay. Um, So subject matter experts in something like this. So, Tawny, you are a, as we learned in your episode, you are a certified yuppie, yuppie, yuppie. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, blah, uh-huh. blah, 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 um, yeah. Do you... And, well, you can share what you actually okay. are. <laughs> yeah, a certified human potential coach and a licensed marriage and family therapist. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, one would think that you are an expert, the expert. However, JD is an expert in his own right. Mm-hmm. Now, the question that I have, is he the one that is the expert in BS? <laughs> <laughs> in pre- I'm an expert in practice of BS, I think. Ah, Manufacturing I of it. I'm, I'm definitely an expert. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's my contribution. Subject matter expert. Right. We need I know to come how to up produce with a title it. For you. clean it up. What's we that? We need to come up with a title for you for oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Certified BS specialist pro- or something. Pu- procurer, producer. <laughs> So what I appreciate about the podcast, and I am a regular listener, is the fact that there is that, you know, you are coming from the place of having, um, you know, the certification and the blah, blah, blah that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And yet JD brings out this kind of um, banter-like human side of it so that you get to come out of your head, which is what you're always working with people and doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that must be a fun change for you. Yeah, we intentionally went in that direction. We had lots of conversations before we even got started about how we wanted the feel of the the time together, right? Mm -hmm. So, and we're just two people, just two people relating, talking about some things, breaking up with our own BS. And we certainly have experience in some way, shape, or form with all of that, mm-hmm. right? And and yes, there's a lot of letters after our names in various things. But um, that's not really what the podcast is about because as Tawny talks about, and it comes up every week, our choices every day and just, just about anything is to be in protection mode or connection mode with ourselves and with other people. And what can happen, I think, too much is if, if we what we were concerned about is if we went the be the experts route Mm -hmm. that creates a distance in between us and anybody who's listening. But then also in our own conversations, Mm -hmm. if we're, if we're not connecting and we're coming at it from as experts, we're going to stay up in our head with all the things we know and the theories and all that and not really get down to what really matters. There's plenty of people who talk about those other things and they have value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what we really wanted to do was see how the ability to connect knowing those things are there, those that expertise, but really connecting around everyday things that everybody can relate to, that everybody sees, and having honest, vulnerable conversations about it, that's really what I think and the, the positive feedback that we've gotten from so many different quarters has talked about that. It hasn't talked about the fact that she's a licensed marriage and family mm-hmm. therapist or growth yeah. coach or that I have a PhD in history. No one cares. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because what what the podcast is really showing is what that connection looks like and what it does mean to break up with BS. And we can't do that as expert one and expert two. Mm-hmm. We can do that as two human beings. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, not that it matters what I think. <laughs> um, however, there is something to that relatability. Um, during the speed round, Tony, you were talking about, you know, um, 
there's something to share and, you know, you've got this information, but it needs to, you need to have some fun. Mm -hmm. And when you can keep it on like a conversational, relatable level, Mm -hmm. people can take that information in. Mm -hmm. If you come from some kind of a a pulpit, if you will, or a uh, lectern, Mm -hmm. um, then people automatically are like, ah, versus it seems like in the conversations that you have regularly, you're holding up this example where the number of times I've been like, yep, and I'm nodding my head because you can see it in someone else and mm-hmm. then recognize it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we just didn't want, we wanted to be able to demonstrate connection and even the language we talk about, how are we going to yeah. talk about this particular thing? What? How do we want to preface it or what sort of language do we want to use to describe it? Mm-hmm. Uh, certain pieces. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because one of the things that's so powerful about the work that Tawny does uh, and the work that I've done with her experience is that it is presence-based. Cu- it touches everything, mm-hmm. right? And it you, and it's not at the expense of anything. I used to think that if all my problems had to be solved in my head, once I was actually able to get out of that, I've I've learned and experienced that my head actually works much better with the rest of me when it's all integrated together with my emotions and and all of that, and learning that my body knows how to do it. It's part of our physiology. It's part of our biology, and. So when we talk about these things, we're cautious about pigeonholing something somewhere where somebody can go, okay, well, that doesn't apply to me because I'm not whatever. Right. I'm not this or I don't have that problem or, or that type of thing because this is something that is human across the board. It cuts across any of the things that we use to differentiate ourselves from other people. Anybody can tap into this. Anybody can benefit from this work. And do so faster than they really think. And so we wanted to show that, but then not let people get caught up in using jargon or terms that, you know, people might find, okay, well, I'm not this or I'm not that. Right. Ways to, ways to separate themselves from yes. the usefulness of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like language is a really important part of mm-hmm. this podcast. Um, you know, both in terms of, as you say, the jargon, you don't want it to be too like, you know, therapy speak, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, or people defining or identifying and or dismissing because they're like, well, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also you talk about, you know, the way that you play with language, you know, um, about shitting all over yourself and <laughs> things like that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that makes it, again, really fun and relatable. So talk mm-hmm. to me about the language piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have fun with it. We don't take ourselves too seriously mm-hmm. because part of getting to know ourselves and being connection, being in connection with others is is fun and, and it's playful. It is. And and we in demonstrating that we allow for whatever comes up to come up. I think the bullshitting just accidentally came up like things just accidentally come up. And that we literally came up in an episode. Mm-hmm. She just blurted the word out mm-hmm. in the middle of an episode and we just ran with it because it made sense. I love that. I know. And and I love that, you know, you didn't say bull bleep. You said bull, bull should. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's so true and it's such a powerful thing. And I know that since listening to the podcast myself, I've become so much aware, more aware of saying things like I should or I have to mm-hmm. or even I need to. Because then I have to explore, like, really, is that? Mm-hmm. Or they should. Mm-hmm. Well. In our relationships, they should. 
Well, I mean, you should. I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm still okay with they should. <laughs> they should just know. Right. right. I shouldn't right. have to tell them how I feel. They should just know. Well. I told them three years ago. Well, yes. <laughs> Which brings and me to my story. next right. question, actually. So, you know, it sounds like the idea was that, you know, this is a way to collect stories to collect mm. experiences to collect um people's whole vibe with this so have jd have you run out of your own bs or have you moved on to oh. other people's <laughs> I, we could do a multi-volume series of books on it's my gonna be a BS. big book yeah. it's a big book yeah no i mean I, I just know that i mean i've shared with i'm like oh pick me pick me right. like i have things that i could talk about um so at this point the topics that you have covered Mm -hmm. you know is it are you going with sort of universal topics um have you gotten into specific scenarios and things like that not just yet we're we're still in kind of larger larger things that come up um i do tell in in a lot of the podcast episodes the examples we draw on Mm -hmm. a lot of them right now are i'll take from my own experience in part the value i think i give in the podcast is that since i'm still relatively new to this 18 months Anybody who's never heard of this before or is brand new, I'm not all that far from them. So I can talk about, I can still remember what it feels like to have those questions and to be confused about those things. So I do use some from my own, from my own side. It helps in the episode too, because it opens me up, Mm -hmm. you know, and that opens us up to connect more over that story, which is so vital, you know, in the process. Um, I think, and I know that, that Tawny's had conversations with people that are interested in, in coming on the show and telling those stories. I think collectively our listeners and followers on Facebook and elsewhere, they're kind of still absorbing a lot of this. We get a lot of comments or questions, a lot of feedback. It's like, wow, that was really great. Or I never thought about the should, the bullshits before, but they haven't necessarily then turned around and said, here's mine. Mm-hmm. And can you help me with it? We'll get there. But this, there's a lot of, of this that is, um, some of it is so simple mm-hmm. that it can take a while to unclutter everything around it for people mm-hmm. to then see how simple of a concept it really is. And I kind of think that's probably where people still are. Sure. Right. Like we're where we we're where we are. Right. And we didn't we know that there's something about the collective stories and individual stories and sharing those stories and moving through with the book. And then as we go through our shifts and changes with the podcast, we're going to have to examine how do we make those um, valuable, meaningful, and helpful Mm -hmm. um, as we move forward. And our our structure is going to change here next week. Yeah, next week. As of next week. So we've had to rethink a few things. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we were offered a chance to have the show on weekly. Right now it's every other week for an hour. We were offered a chance to have it put on an FM station here in Seattle for a half hour every week. Um, that's potentially a bigger audience and things like that. So we thought we should give that a shot. Mm-hmm. And that is going to change the dynamic of each episode. We're not sure how that's going to go or how that's going to feel or what our listeners, viewers, participants think of that. But we decided to do it and just take all that information in. Mm-hmm. And we'll see after, you know, we're going to give it a trial of a few months. And if we like it and it seems to work, we'll stick with it. And if not, I'm sure we will get clear indicators of what we're supposed to do differently. Mm-hmm. Well, 
And it seems like part of the breaking up with our BS is uh, having a level of curiosity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and openness. Openness. Right? Mm-hmm. And sort of like, what could happen? Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. um, I remember when um, our oldest daughter went to therapy, she was dealing with some anxiety things as, you know, young, young, young. And the um, the therapist that she talked with had her go through the whole Best case, worst case, most likely. And, you know, um, I learned that, you know, circling back is important. You know, you thought everybody was going to hate you at the birthday party. You didn't want to go. And then you went to the birthday party and you had a great time and reminding her that the outcome and what she had built up um, were markedly different. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is really about. This dialogue that we build up, um, you know, is a big part of it. I want to take a break here and then I want to get into I want to go deep into the BS All right. and talk about that. Okay. okay. You're listening to Plateau Partners. We will be right back with Tawny and JD. Tauntaun. Tauntaun and Tauntaun. Do your competitors pop up in Google searches before you? Have your leads run dry? Fingerprint marketing helps your business get found and stand out online, not as just another choice, but the choice. With custom website designs, done-for-you marketing, and search engine optimization that gets you to page one of Google. Fingerprint Marketing is a one-stop solution for non-stop business. Book a complimentary discovery call with P.L. Larson at fingerprintmarketing.com. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. I am here with Dr. J.D. Winnikin and uh, Tawny Sonabria of Integrated Growth. So we have been talking about their podcast, Breaking Up With Our BS. And before the break, we were talking about so many things. But what I wanted to get into is the types of BS that you're talking about and mm-hmm. where it comes from, how how our intestines build up this amount and how we're not able to release it. <laughs> <laughs> our mental and emotional intestines. Right? Yeah. It's all tied together. Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. whole body is a system. Everything's tied together, right? Yeah. 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 So those stories start to come online super early in our life, right? We've all heard that, you know, our childhood's pretty important. and <laughs> What happens there doesn't just go away when we leave the house, even though we would love for that to happen. So as kids, we develop ways of dealing with the difficulties of life and and the dynamics of our own family. And we do this at a subconscious level. We start to, you know, interpret ourselves and others in particular ways. And it's all about whether or not we're looking for protection, right? Because life is kind of scary as a child. Mm. We don't have the cognitive ability at that time to really understand the difference between connection and protection. We just know that if we're protected whether it's because somebody's pleased with us or we're protected because we went into our room and shut the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just know that we're, you know, trying to keep ourselves safe somehow. When we bring those mechanisms into adulthood, those really become all of the BS stories around, okay, I don't, I, you, you mentioned your daughter going to the party, mm-hmm. right? Well, people aren't going to like me. I wasn't liked as a kid. So I'm not going to go to the party. I'll stay in my room instead. Mm-hmm. So that's a significant BS story that keeps could keep somebody 
disengaged from their life for a really long time. Or if somebody's not pleased with me, if my partner's not pleased with me, well, then then I've done something wrong. That's a BS story that can really cause a lot of havoc in a, prime, in a relationship, in a long-term relationship, and cause grief around all sorts of things and struggles, right? Mm-hmm. People don't have to be pleased with us for, for, for us to be okay. <laughs> that one is... Um... <clears throat> There's, I mean, there's so many stories that are going through my head that I've been a witness to or a party to um, or a victim of victim. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean? Perpetrator Um, of. Sure, sure. So one of them that I'm thinking of is um, a lot of the times if, you know, if Pete and I, my husband, you know, we're talking about something and then he gets annoyed with me. And so then he doesn't, he's not a communicator. So then because I need a communicator, I'm like, you okay? What's going on? You know, you mad at me? And so I've now, I build on that ladder of um, inference, you know, this whole story that I'm like at the top of the ladder about to jump off. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I didn't even know we were going upstairs. And, (laughs) you know, so for a long time, I would see that I was doing that. And so I switched narratives. The bad news is I switched it to like, well, now I'm mad at you because why are you letting me climb up the ladder? <laughs> like, you know, I'm climbing up this ladder. You know that I'm going Why aren't there. you stopping me? Like, why aren't you saying like, hey, I just have a lot going on. You know, like mm-hmm. you're you're clearly winding yourself up about nothing. Right. And so naturally, I just then shifted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That that one for me, I've. Uh, I have played out many times in my life wanting somebody else to do something different so that I could feel better. Or as Tawny put it in one of the episodes, you be a certain way so that I can be the way I want to be. And that's a subtle thing, right? And those stories can be really powerful. And the the thing I would point out with that, we've talked about these before, all those stories that they come out when they no longer serve us, they have effects that go way beyond just the story in our brain we start having physical responses. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why we can develop physical symptoms of anxiety or ill stomachs or, you know, whatever it might be, freezing up. You know, those are biological responses because every part of our body is connected to what's going on to our head and vice versa. And when those things are not connected together, that's when they they start working against one another. And so by breaking up with those stories, it begins that process of learning how to identify what's happening in your body and integrating that in such a place that the stories don't really matter because you can, your body's able to connect with your mind and you can find that reality and recognize that you're okay in it. It may suck, may not be the most fun thing. It can right. be something horrible, but that you know that you, you can be under this umbrella of, yes, this is terrible, but I'm also okay. Well, and it's survivable. Survivable. Mm-hmm. That's yes. something that is is really important. And, you know, and the reason that I'm bringing up these examples is because, you know, as you said, one of the most frequently asked questions that you'll get um, after the most frequently said comment of I love the mm-hmm. name is, you know, what's the BS? And, you know, these are the kinds of things that are the stories. Yeah. Th- there's one <laughs> example that I've used before uh, that Tawny helped me through very, very directly uh, early on in the process. and. Having a certain idea, for example, in my mind of, okay, I want this particular relationship to go to this place. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't going there. And 
I was feeling frustrated, disappointed, sad, angry, confused, and I didn't like any of it. And I felt like something was wrong with me, that I was feeling all these things, that I couldn't get through them. And what Tawny helped me see was that all of those things were legitimate responses to being disappointed that this wasn't going the way I wanted it to Mm -hmm. go. The problem was, is that I took it into beyond that real experience in the moment. I took it into, this means I'm an idiot. This means I'm never going to be able to have a relationship like I want. It must, it means there's something wrong with me. I'm 47 years old and single and all blah, blah, blah. And then the danger in that is if I'm really believing that I'm isolating, I'm not spending time connecting with people. I'm telling myself a story that the only thing that's good enough for me are these types of things. I need to settle for less than I want or whatever. And then take another wave of that. Then suddenly I'm disconnecting and my mental health is, is declining, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason I stretch that out is because those emotions themselves are not the problem. Mm-hmm. It's what I was turning that into what it meant for me going down the line that was literally killing me. Mm-hmm. And so being able to cut that off and then learn, that's how I'm feeling. And you know what? It'll pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have to make up any stories about what it means. It sucks right now. I don't have to, I don't have to argue with that. I don't have to fight against these. I don't have to numb them. I don't have to pretend they aren't there. I don't have to vomit them all over somebody else. I can let them be and they will flow through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and something that, you know, you, Tawny, you talk a lot about um, and that you talk about on the podcast is, you know, just that that awareness piece of those stories. And when you start hearing yourself tell mm-hmm. the story mm-hmm. and being aware and sort of stopping yourself there. Yeah. And, you know, for people that don't get it, I mean, I can give you a perfect example of, you know, this morning where, you know, I'm like, hmm, okay, what am I going to wear today? You know, not feeling great about the way that I look. What can I put on that is going to hide that? Let me put this on. No, that's doing this. Now let me do that. And, you know, well, I'm going to see this person today. Therefore, I need to look this way because, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, the next thing you know, I'm like, I've just wasted 20 minutes of time that I actually Mm -hmm. don't have. And so then I was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I just yep. did this to myself. And you and kind of ratcheted yourself up. Yep. Oh, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you end up on this really speedy wheel yep. that gets yourself, as you say, ratcheted up. And mm-hmm. I have a story about being um, on the golf course yesterday. Oh. So it was really cold, and I didn't bring enough warm weather clothing. And so we got a cart so we didn't have to walk it, which was really great. And I knew by the second hole, this 18-rounder was going to be super long for me. It wasn't going to be exciting at all for me by the second hole. Um, And I was no longer having a fun time. My husband was doing so well. He was just so pleased. He was, you know, measuring things out and, oh, this one's a par and okay. Oh, I avoided bogey and all the things. And I was fuming because I was telling myself, never going to get this game. It's so cold out here. I am going to stink at this game for forever. Look at him. He's just rubbing it in. Blah, 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 blah. And I could really, I could feel all that and I could see it, right? And I knew in that moment I was here telling all the stories 
we couldn't even have a nice time together for a few holes, right? So that's where it goes. It falls. It falls into play in all different places in our lives. Yeah. Just for moments, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be this long-term thing that really debilitates us. It could mm-hmm. be in those small little moments of we get ahead of ourselves, yep. we start doing it, and then once we notice. That's when we want to soften into that and allow for space and mm-hmm. come back online, mm-hmm. come back to being present and just be with what's real. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that I was having a terrible time, meaning in, you know, I, I mean, in, in, in the golf game itself, not yeah. a terrible time with my husband. And then you can see that it's okay from that space that your husband's having a great time. Yes. He can, he can have a great time. I don't have to steal his great time. Right? Right. Well, and, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, these stories that we tell ourselves to protect ourselves in the process, it's like we're wielding this huge sword and we don't yes. know how to use it. And so we're just like cutting everybody around. <laughs> swinging, <right>? swinging blindly. <laughs> That's a great one. That is. Right? Yeah. You know, I just have this vision like. of like, whoa. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we have no control over it. It's it's totally unwieldy. And, you know, like. There is harm yeah, done. Those thoughts are kind of unguided missiles. Yeah. You know, you, we let them launch and, and you don't know where they're going to go, mm-hmm. you know, and they can take you a lot of different places because, you know, to take your example, Stacy, of, of something that it and then even Tawny, yours, if it's it can seem smaller compared to the one that I used, which felt bigger. But the thing is, you get five or six little, that's a story. little stories like that. Exactly. <laughs> I know. That's a story. You it being bigger. It was really rough yesterday. <laughs> yeah. well, right. I mean, mine felt like an existential threat once upon a time. No judgment. Go right. Ahead. Exactly. Anyway, but my guess the point is, is that you get, if you have some of those, like what we call, oh, that's just a minor thing. You get a handful of those in a day. That oh. can ruin your day oh, yeah. if you're not careful. And that can ruin your week. Without too much trouble. That's why those books, like, don't sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. And yep. what's interesting is I have found that, um, or is it don't sweat the small stuff? Yeah, I I sweat the small stuff. Weirdly, mm-hmm. the the big things, you know, like the real, like, you know, strip away everything stuff, I'm like, okay. And... Then all the small stuff, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm a mess. <laughs> well, you know, it's like. Because I've made it bigger. Well, it's that, that old saying is, is um, if you if you die by one gigantic cut, sword sword cut. Uh, there it is. Or from, you know, a million pinpricks, mm-hmm. you're still dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it, they both can do the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's just with those smaller things, we tend to downplay them and say, oh, I shouldn't feel that way. Or I, that's dumb or whatever. And that's not the answer either, because then the the negativity you are dumping on something is is actually avoiding where the solution is. And the solution is to just see, yep, I don't like this. I don't like the situation or I feel this way. Mm-hmm. And then you can work. Then you can work from there. OK, so. In episodes, you talk about some areas of, you know, where does this build up come from? Of BS, um, you'll give examples so that people can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, then, what do you do with it? So great, I've identified that I'm full of it. I used to say I'm so full of it, my eyes are brown. <laughs> um, so I've now identified this, mm-hmm. and I can relate. So now what? Right. So it's the moment to moment to moment to moment. Right. Being able to be more aware, moment to moment. So we've talked about softening into a moment. 
Um, that was my experience yesterday. I really mm-hmm. had to soften and get in my belly and get out of my head and get out of the stories. So there's a lot of talk about really sort of coming back into our seat, moving away from the head. And um, when, when we are able to notice that more and more and more often, as opposed to from a moment to moment place, as opposed to a whole big thing, that's when the shifts start to change. Well, and it's a connection to the part of our nervous system that helps us calm down. So the ventral vagal system. Um, this is this is scientific stuff. This isn't woo-woo stuff. Right. It's, you know, the, the, what she's talking about with softening isn't really relaxing, but it's becoming aware that your body might be tightening up with these stories, right? Or you're feeling pain somewhere. For me, I get it in my face a lot. My, my face crunches or my... So, I find that my hand fists... Uh-huh. Remember that meme that was like, um, uh, what's his name? Arthur? Mm-hmm. Um, from the cartoon and it shows him with like a fist down by his side. And mm-hmm. the number of times that I find myself with mm-hmm. my hand in a fist and then I flatten it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's softening like that and then taking deep, deep breaths into the belly that then acknowledging the emotions that are there, you know, so Tawny will take me through a practice where I'm doing that softening, softening my jaw, softening my neck, being aware of where I'm feeling tension in my body, breathing and then that process that activates that part of that the ventral vagal part of our system that actually then opens us up to getting connected with reality and acknowledging that those things are there and then experiencing them just it's okay to be there and that they flow. So there's actually something to do. And the thing is you can do it anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's, that's what's called the practice. That's the practice. Of doing it. Because the answer isn't in your head. We've talked a lot about how you figure these things out and where they come from. Yeah. But the answer is to do work that integrates your breathing, your body with your mind and watching what happens there. We, we tend to get, uh, part of the fear is being in the body. We tend to get a little sort of wonky about being in the body. I don't know how many people that I've run through with um, a guided um, practice with this where there's, we get into the belly and there's, I don't know. I can't feel anything. We get into the heart. I don't know. I can't feel anything. That's an indicator of being in the head for so long, like living from the head only. Mm -hmm. We're okay when we are in the body. It's the head that makes us by itself comes up with the problems of I'm not going to be enough. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not measuring up. People don't like me. I'm unsafe. I'm not being listened to or valued or all the things that threaten ourselves as people. When we're in our body, those problems tend to not exist in the same way. We don't have that same experience. So really it is about, hopefully, we undercomplicate things. Mm-hmm. We get into the body a little bit more. Uh, with practice, it becomes more comfortable to be in the body, even though it's uncomfortable maybe to be in the body. And we access a fuller sense of ourselves over time with this practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it decreases anxiety, decreases depression, it decreases the fight or flight. We get to get into the ventral vagal, like JD talked about, into the safety system of the body, where we then we really feel that we're okay. We don't have to do this, okay, just tell yourself you're okay because you're going to be okay. Right? We don't have to do that because we know in the body that we're going to be okay. And that's mm-hmm. a completely different experience than rationalizing from a headspace all the different things that are happening in the body Mm-hmm. The body knows it's okay when we get into the safety system. It's fascinating how we set ourselves up for these narratives when we use the word, the words feelings and emotions interchangeably. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like feelings 
our physical things that are happening in our body where, you know, my stomach just rumbled or, you know, my my hand went numb or whatever it is. And then emotions are something different. It's that it's the translation of those, like how you interpret or something. I just learned well, about this. And any any words we use to describe something always has the danger of putting it up in our head. Mm-hmm. Always does yeah. because we, we have to give it intellectual meaning and that's okay. Mm-hmm. What we're not doing here, what's not happening is we're not taking these ideas and throwing them out or saying that this problem that you might be having isn't a real one. Getting into the body and getting calm and feeling that safety changes the playing field for the options that you realize are in front of you. Mm-hmm. It opens up the ability to see I'm actually okay here. And now because I'm okay, I can think a lot more clearly mm-hmm. about what to do in this situation. What do I need to worry about? What do I need not need to worry about? And it's going to be okay. It opens up so many more possibilities to do differently and to feel better as we do differently than it would be if we just stayed in our heads all the time. So we may not have to be, we'll have to differentiate between all of that because that can be a head thing. It, imagine just being in our belly as a different dimension of ourself. It opens up a different awareness mm-hmm. that then maybe we don't have to wrestle with the words that we sort of tend to use a lot of <laughs> in the same way because there's just a different experience. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of like we've talked about it is kind of like being in the ocean or being on the beach. Yeah. Thinking about being in the ocean. Mm. Like if I were to describe to somebody what being in the ocean feels like if they've never been in the ocean. And I'm going to use words to describe what it feels like to be in the ocean and move with the water. It's going to be really tough for them mm. to be like, oh, oh, I totally get it. Yeah. Got to be in they the They need to be to in it. the water to know it. Wow. Okay. Well, with that, we're out of time. <laughs> Man. I know. Fast. It goes fast. Yes. So- if people want to listen to the show, where can they find you? The podcast. Give all the deets. Well, the podcast is Breaking Up With Our BS, uh, and it is on your preferred podcast platform. It's on Podcast One. It's on Apple Podcasts. Um, it will be on uh, starting on uh, with this week, actually, uh, live or, well, live-ish on Saturdays, uh, 5 a.m., <laughs> Pacific time. That's why it's live-ish. Right, live-ish. Mm-hmm. But then um, upload it to all your your favorite platforms anywhere. Uh, you can find us. Um, we have a Facebook uh, group that is open to anybody to join. And uh, that's just look up the name of the podcast uh, on Facebook, Breaking Up With Our BS. Use the whole word and you'll find us and you can join. We also have an uh, Instagram page. We have Twitter feed. Uh, we have all of those things. And um, yeah, so that's where you can find us. We also have a YouTube channel. Look up the name of the podcast and you can actually see the video mm. of it. The video one's fun because you can kind of see our interaction in the mm-hmm. studio and, and people seem to really like the video feed. Mm-hmm. So that's where you can find us. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stacey. This is fun. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a lot of uh, BS and... Uh, I do too. Don't we all? Yeah, well, okay. Well, there you Don't go. We all. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, remind, reminder to everybody that you can learn more about the Plateau Partners by texting BNIPP info to 55678, or you can find us on Instagram at BNI Plateau Partners. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening.